today's episode is brought to you by The Gallery. Based out of New York, The Gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world. While you're unable to travel, this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you. All prints are made by 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, The Gallery is offering my listeners 15% off their purchase by using the code 15OFF. Go to the gallery, that's T-H-E-G-A-L-R-Y dot com. We just won this game. The Washington football team beat the Eagles 27 to 17. It was a marvelous game. I enjoyed every single bit of it. And this game was pretty much payback from last year. I remember last year, Washington was up 17 to zero. And then we ended up losing the game. Uh, Deshaun Jackson was able to, to uh, destroy us um, for two deep touchdowns last year. And it seems like Carson Wentz always has his way with the Washington football team. So this season, um, Philly jumped out to a 17 to zero lead and, you know, fans were panicking. Um, I was tweeting on Twitter. I was saying that the pass rush looks good, but everything else does not look good. So the guy got mad and he was like, well, if the pass rush looks good, why is it that Carson Wentz is still getting off and things of that nature? The pass rush was good, but the problem was, the offense was so bad. Defense was out there a lot. And if you give Carson Wentz four seconds or more, he's going to find his guy. And the biggest problem for the Washington football team in that first half was we were giving up a lot of plays, big plays on third, on third down. A lot of times it was third and long. For example, I remember when it was like third and 22 and the Eagles were able to convert. That was crazy. I think they converted to Jalen Ragor for a 55-yard pass. Besides that, the defense did not give up that many big plays besides that. That was one play, and then Jalen uh, – I mean, Jalen Ragor was one play, and then uh, Dallas Godart was another play. Um, the tight ends ate us up. We could not adjust to the tight ends. Uh, but come second half, Ron Rivera did something awesome. He was able to play Cam Carl more. So with Cam Carl playing, it kind of eliminated what these tight ends were doing. And it was able to help us because the linebackers that we had on these tight ends, um, KPL, he was getting killed. Uh a few times, Landon Collins, he could, you know, he couldn't do anything. So we had a lot of trouble with covering the tight ends, and it's always been an issue. Even though the pass rush was great, that was one issue. So pretty much I'm going to kind of point out what we did wrong. Then I'm going to get into what we did right. Um, offense was not effective. Um, we couldn't really run the ball in the first half. Um, we ran some plays, some options. Um, that didn't work. The option doesn't work. There was a time when 
you know, we could have gotten a first down and possibly score. And then Haskins runs a option with J.D. McKissick. That was a terrible play. <coughs> Excuse me. Instead of keeping things smooth, generic, and simple, we try to get cute with some of the running plays. What I did like about Haskins was Haskins did look very mobile. Um, he was doing his thing. Uh, he looked very spry, looked quick. He didn't look like he did last season. So Haskins was able to kind of run the ball today, and he made us all proud. So let's kind of get into how this game went. So we go down 17-0, and there was an inspired speech by Dwayne Haskins. And um, he was able to kind of get the team fired up. You can even see when the defense was uh, was making plays, he went to the bench, uh, and he was kind of shaking everybody's hand, kind of getting every everybody pumped up. And that's a true sign of a leader. He did that last year when the offensive line was so bad and people thought that he was putting on a show. No, th this is who Dwayne Haskins is. He's a leader. Um, he loves to win. He hates to lose. So when you hate to lose, you're going to try to motivate your team the best that you can. And he's a guy that's always willing to learn. Even when he's messing up, he wants to kind of know what did he do wrong and how can he improve? So that's another area of growth for Dwayne Haskins. So we go down 17-0, and the play of the game was when the ball was thrown to Fabian Monroe's island. He was out there playing one-on-one. -on -one. They threw the ball. He jumped up, grabbed it out the air, and pretty much that changed the game. We were able to go down, and we were able to find Logan Thomas for the touchdown, which made it 17-7. Uh, so um, – that was a sign of what was to come. So they get into the locker room. Dwayne Haskins gives a speech. Ron Rivera had to get an IV because he didn't know if he was, was going to be able to finish the game with what he's going on, uh, with what he has going on. So, man, I applaud Ron Rivera. He is so tough. He's so strong. Um, prayers to him, continued prayers uh, that God heals him completely. Um but, yeah, Dwayne Haskins, man, his leadership was just magnificent, man. And um, I'm really enjoying the maturation of what he has going. Um, he's a guy. Yes, he's young, but the guy is just so hungry for wins, man. He's just so hungry uh, uh, to prove uh, people wrong, but more so prove himself right. He knows that he's a talented quarterback. And a lot of times he takes a lot of heat because he's not been given a fair share of um, – being able to be the guy last year, I mean, it was just terrible with what the coaching staff did to this guy. So this season, the coaches are behind him. Um, they're just excited to see what he has. And um, they're they're putting him in the perfect position to lead this team and to make plays. So as the game went on, the pass rush got better and better and better. I mean, shout out to Ryan Kerrigan for breaking that sack record. I called it on the last pod whether it was the last episode or, or the episode before the last um i called it i said ryan kerrigan can get two sacks versus the eagles to break this record and he did it man he's one of the greatest uh defensive line to to ever do anything impactful in in washington and for him to just stick around because he could have gotten traded he could have gotten you know cut or moved on People were sleeping on Ryan Kerrigan, man. The guy is a, a professional. And for him to kind of come up, you know, come off the bench and, you know, take whatever role that the team gives him, he's just that kind of guy. He's just willing to do whatever it takes to win. And I'm just excited 
for that. You know, so he gets the record. Um, we win this game, but in route to winning this game, man, Chase Young is a is a monster, man. The guy is ex- he's explosive, and with him alone just being added to this defense. He has changed the entire dynamics of what Washington football would like to do. You gotta give it up to Jack Del Rio. You gotta give it up. Give it up to Jack. He's putting these guys in positions to win. And knowing that the Eagles were without Lane Johnson, also their starting left tackle is out for the season. So you got Jason Peters, who is not what he used to be, but he's still a guy that that is respected in the league. Chase Young was able to have his way with Jason Peters. Sweat was doing his thing on the other side. I think they started Jack Driscoll. Jack Driscoll was a, a tackle from, um, I want to say Auburn. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you knowing that the Eagles were struggling uh, to protect Carson Wentz, that's why they had a lot of two tight end sets. There's a lot of two tight end sets. So you didn't see a lot of Jalen Regor and another receiver, or you didn't see a lot of you didn't see a lot of three receiver sets this game. It was more about Max protecting and you know, putting more more tight ends out there to, to uh, chip. And then the running backs were trying to help with Miles Sanders being gone. I mean, but the Eagles are still the Eagles. The Eagles were up 17-0 because they are, they are a good team, regardless of injuries. Carson Wentz is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, whether you like it or not, okay? And he's legit. So for us to come play like we did to defeat – the reigning NFC East champions, it just speaks volumes to the culture that Ron Rivera is instilling into this team. So there was a play where Chase Young rushed uh, the quarterback like he did often on Sunday, and he was able to get to the quarterback, strip sack, and then Ryan Kerrigan grabs the ball, and pretty much that was the game-clinching play. I mean, from that point on, you just knew – that the victory was ours, man. This was a hard-fought win. And to be down 17-0 and then to come back and score 27 unanswered, man, that speaks volumes. You know, I don't know what the offense is going to be like going forward. Terry McLaurin was pretty much played well by Slay all day. Um, Like I said, Haskins started out pretty bad to start the game. But then as the game went on, especially in the second half, he just kind of took his game onto a whole other level. It kind of reminded me of the game versus Detroit last year. You know, so you can kind of see flashes of Dwayne Haskins' play from last year uh, to this year and then what he did at the end of last year moving into this year. So if we can get more of the second half Dwayne Haskins, we'll be fine on offense. I understand we don't have the weapons that we that we might want to have, but Dontrell Inman played well. Okay, Logan Thomas played well. Logan Thomas is going to be a big factor for this team. He is going to be a lot better than what people think. If you watch the game, you'll see that when when Logan Thomas is is in the game, you don't know if it's going to be a pass or run. And that was a huge, huge, huge thing uh, for this team. Logan Thomas played very, very well. Dontrell Inman shows that he can be a guy that that is sure-handed. Stephen Sims, I love the way that they kind of schemed him into the game. Um, You know, Dwayne would, like, roll out one way, turn around, and kind of give him a screen. So you can kind of see that they're going to run plenty of the screen game with um, Stephen Sims. Obviously, it's kind of like the Curtis Samuel role anyways. So I just love 
um, what the team is doing and what the team did, kind of like some in-game adjustments. Uh, like I said, putting Cam Carl out there to help cover some of these uh, tight ends. And when that happened, you, you can kind of see that the tight ends were bottled up. Once you bottle up the tight ends, you know, Carson Wentz pretty much didn't have anything. Our corners stepped up big time. Besides Fabian Monroe stepping up, you also had um, Jimmy Moreland, the people's corner. Adam came on the show this last episode, and he said that Jimmy Moreland is going to have five interceptions. Somebody else also said that Jimmy Moreland leads us in interceptions, and I can see that. You know, last year we didn't get a lot of takeaways. This game we had three takeaways, and all three takeaways were huge. Look, I, I kid you not. When Jimmy Moreland intercepted that ball, I was thinking that it was Landon Collins because of that number 20, and I forgot that Landon Collins has changed <laughs> his number because I was like, man, Landon, Col Landon Collins has some serious cover skills. But Jimmy Moreland just came in there, jumped in front of the ball, grabbed the ball, and he almost took it to the house. So these are the kind of plays that we're going to need. These are the kind of plays that the defensive line creates. The defensive line creates pressure, and when they create pressure, is 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 I mean, is beautiful for the entire team and the entire defense. So I'm going to kind of go over some of the stats of the game. Carson Wentz had a good first half and a terrible second half because we turned it up a notch. Um, he threw the ball 42 times. He uh, he passed for 270 yards, two touchdowns, two ints. They were without Miles Sanders, and Boston Scott came in the game. He did decent, um, nine carries for 35 yards, 3.9 per carry. Um, but I believe that Boston Scott got hurt and had to leave the game. So with all these injuries piling up, look, I'm not going to feel sorry for the Eagles. The Redskins have been in the same situation with injury after injury after injury. You have to adjust. This is where coaching comes into play. Your coach has to adjust to what's going on. You know that injury injuries are a part of the game, so you got to build your depth. And then you got to have guys who are willing and able to step up and step into the game. Uh, Dallas Godard had an amazing game, eight in uh, eight receptions for 101 yards, one touchdown. So for those who play fantasy, that's 20, 24 fantasy points. Grab him. He's a good tight end. Uh, Ertz, was, Ertz was good, but then he kind of disappeared. Maybe we took him out the game. I didn't too much focus on Ertz anymore. I was just focused on us getting sacks, us getting to Carson Wentz. Uh, Carson Wentz was able to fumble two times, and he recovered one. And I want to say that uh, Chase Young, forced both i'm not sure but we were definitely after him it was crazy man crazy crazy game um and amazingly Dwayne haskins did not throw in it throw in it, a, a, a interception that's amazing that's amazing right there for Dwayne haskins to not turn the ball over that is just signs of a leader that's up and coming the eagles were able to get uh, a few sacks i believe they got uh, three sacks on us uh, two were combined sacks, uh, two different instances, and then uh, one uh, sack by Josh Sweat. So, you know, the Eagles came out undermanned, uh, both on the offensive side and defensive side, and they were still able to produce because they are a veteran team. They have a very good quarterback. They have a franchise quarterback. And when you have a franchise quarterback, sometimes you can overcome the messes of your team. Carson Wentz is a great quarterback, and this is who Dwayne Haskins is going to uh, 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 get to. He's, he, he is going to get to that Carson Wentz-type level. 
probably better than Carson Wentz if he continues to work on his game. People forget that Carson Wentz was uh, very close to winning the MVP before he got hurt, and then Nick Foles comes in, and then they win the Super Bowl. So uh, we got to keep playing these division games uh, uh, right. The Eagles lose today. The Cowboys lose today. The Washington, the Washington football team wins today. And tomorrow I'm pulling for Pittsburgh to beat the Giants. If that happens, we're number one. We're number one, and then we go and play the Cardinals next week. So Dwayne Haskins uh, threw the ball 31 times, 17 completions, and one touchdown. No interceptions, which is bigger than any amount of yards that he could have passed for. Antonio, Gibson's, Antonio Gibson showed flashes. Uh, he was our best running back on the day in terms of rushing the ball. He did have one big 20-yard run, but um, he ran the ball nine times for 36 yards. That's a, a that's an average of uh, four yards per carry. And um, Peyton Barber came up big, man. The, the, like the numbers didn't look good in terms of carries per yards. Um, he had 17 carries for 29 yards, but he did have two big touchdowns. So it seems like Peyton Barber is our goal line back, the guy that we can go to in the goal line or, or short yard situation. Until Bryce Love is fully healthy, I expect um, Peyton Barber to eat up pretty much all the carries that are tough, tough yards. As the season goes on, then you can expect Antonio Gibson to start stepping up into that role. But for right now, they're kind of easing him in. Peyton Barber being the veteran, he's getting all the goal line carries for now. Uh, J.D. McKissick only had three carries, so he wasn't really a factor in the running game or passing game. We did some silly things with him, like trying to run options with him. I just didn't like that at all. Uh, Terry McLaurin had a decent game, five receptions for 61 yards. Like I said, uh, Slade played him pretty good, but he was targeted only seven times. So it wasn't like he was targeted, you know, 10 to 15 times. Uh, Steve Sims had three targets for th uh, three receptions and 50 yards. I kind of like the way that we use Steve Sims. And like I said, Logan Thomas was big for us. Uh, the stats don't, you know, amaze you, you know, four catches for 37 yards and one touchdown, but that touchdown was big time. Donchell Inman was there and available. Antonio Gibson tried to pitch in. So it'll be interesting to see if we use Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick more in the passing game versus the Arizona Cardinals. They do have Patrick Peterson, so it's going to be another top corner that Terry McLaurin is going to go against. Um, but one thing that I realized about the Arizona Cardinals from last year is that they cannot cover the tight end. So let's see if Dwayne Haskins can capitalize on that and hitting Logan Thomas early and often in that game. Um, we were able to uh, force two fumbles. I apologize. Uh, it's not Chase Young both times. One time it was uh, – uh, Deron Payne, and then the second time it was Chase Young. So um, it was very, very good to kind of see that. And then uh, Ryan Kerrigan was able to, uh, you know, recover one. Uh, we had two picks, Fabian Monroe and uh, Jimmy Moreland. I mean, it's just awesome to see. Uh, Moreland had a, a pass defense. Uh, Fabian did as well, as well as uh, Ronald Darby. Uh, besides that one busted coverage where Jalen Regor burnt uh, uh, Ronald, Ronald Darby, um, he he played a decent game the rest of the way. Um, I don't know if it was busted coverage. I don't know where the safety was on that play, but it just seemed like Ronald was by himself, and I'm glad that he was able to make the tackle. If not, that would have been a touchdown. Um, so on the defensive side, uh, John Bostic led us with eight tackles. Um, five of those were solo tackles. He did have a, a, a sack and a tackle for loss. Uh, Jimmy Moreland was tough uh, in this game, six tackles. 
Uh, Langdon Collins pitched in with a with a uh, with a six tackles as well as two tackles for losses. Um, those are big, big, big stats. These tackle for losses are big, big stats. Um, Troy Ackby was you know all over the field. Uh, he was laying hits. There was a, a penalty that he had because I think he helmet to helmet with somebody. But I'm just glad to see Ackby out there actually trying to tackle and actually trying to you know be a factor. Uh, KPL didn't play so well. He was getting ate up in coverage. Um, Brian Kerrigan came in the game, man, just phenomenal, phenomenal, man. Two sacks, two tackles for losses. Uh, Matt Idonis, a sack and a half. I mean, one and a half sacks. Um, Montez Sweat got a sack. Chase Young, one and a half sacks. Uh, Jonathan Allen, a, a half a sack. Uh, Deron Payne, a half a sack. I mean, this defensive line was all over the place, man. It was it was just pure joy. It was just pure joy to watch uh, Cameron Carl. Cameron Carl came in and had an impact. Like I said, he had two tackles for losses. And those, like I said, these tackle for losses are big stats. These tackle for losses are just as good as a, as a sack. So, man, I love the adjustment by Jack Del Rio. Uh, we pulled this thing off on special teams. I didn't like Steven Sims playing special teams. I, I do not like him playing uh, uh, punt returns or even kickoff returns. I'm not even sure if he was on kickoff return duties or not. I can't remember, but I do not like Steve Sims playing um, special teams just because we just need him to be fully healthy and to be fully focused on the offensive side. His presence is sorely needed on that offensive side. But, you know, if he's just relegated to just doing the punt returns, then I'm okay with that. But in terms of kickoff returns, I don't feel comfortable with Steve Sims exposing his body to more hits being that he's going to be our slot guy and playing the slot, you're going to be getting a lot of hits. So Steve Sims has to be as healthy and as safe as possible. So um, Tressway did his thing, seven punch, two inside the 20. That was big time. We were able to use that to our advantage and create more pressure and, you know, pinning them on inside their 20 and just, and just sending our, our uh, pass rush out there. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, besides that one 48-yard field goal that he missed, um, he did have a good rest of the day. He did hit two more field goals that helped to secure this win. Um, I appreciate everything that the special teams has done or that or that they actually do because without special teams, man, it's kind of hard to win games. You got to have a guy like Tressway who's able to pin, um, you know, teams inside the 20. You got to have a guy like Justin Hopkins, Dustin Hopkins, who's willing and able to make uh, field goals when it matters, you know, it's hard to find that consistency. So it's kind of good to have our special teams guys uh, do their thing. Overall, an impressive, impressive win. This was just as impressive as that win where Kirk Cousins came back on Tampa Bay and said, you like that? You like that? Yeah, I like this. <laughs> this was a great game. This was a, this was a statement game. Um, a massive, massive, massive win versus the Philadelphia um Eagles, people did not expect us to win. I remember uh, my guy, uh, Porkman, was talking so much trash. When it was 17-0, he went out, you know, he just tweeted me, you know, with the eye emojis, like, yo, what's up, man? And I'm over here, and I'm pissed at the time. I'm mad. It's 17-0, but I got to keep the faith. And next thing you know, we get that interception, and it changed the entire game. Then we get that touchdown to Logan Thomas. Then the comeback starts. Then we, you know, we get a stop, then Peyton Barber touchdown, then another touchdown, then some field goals, and we win this game. So I want you guys to 
listen in into the speech by uh Ron Rivera after winning this game man it's it's i mean the the speech gave me chills um he was he was congratulating Kerrigan and some of the other players and uh this is just a taste of what's to come so let's listen in to this speech real quick gave me chills you know ron rivera giving a speech at the end of the game in the locker room with everything that he went through getting an iv at halftime and all of this stuff that has gone on during a day you know very emotional day very very tough day and for him to give a ball to uh kerrigan congratulating him on the all-time leading sack leader for the washington football team and then giving a another game ball to jack del rio for being an awesome coordinator and that's representing all the coordinators and then you know when he's thinking that the speech is over and the moment is over the team says no ron rivera you deserve a game ball for your first win and that was just everything that moment right there is just everything so with this team coming together and the culture that ron rivera is putting in yes it's just one win but i mean how many wins they did how many wins did we win last year you know what i'm saying so it's just so powerful how everything happened um this is a new culture a new system um new life Ron Rivera has is is just breathing in new life into this team, and you love to see it. You love to see it. So um, that's the episode. Awesome, awesome win! Shout out to all the um, Washington football fans that have been loyal over the years. 
Uh, we will reap a lot of benefits this season. I don't know how many wins we're going to win uh, in these last 15 games, but guess what, man? This is a great start. This is a great start. Um, the win is just so big to just come back from 17. Uh, all the adversity, everything that the coach is going through, all the mess that happened during this offseason, you know, the allegations and the the, uh, the uh, team changing the name and, and more allegations and all that was counseled out by this one win. This one win gives us hope of what's to come, if not this season, the next season. You know, we got something special. Something special is is being created here in D.C., and I'm excited to be a part of it. What a time to be a Washington football fan. Um, it's going to be always Redskins for life. HR, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we are moving on next week to Arizona. Um, keep a lookout for my next episode. I'm going to have a special guest who is, who is an Arizona fan, and we're going to kind of break down what Arizona likes to do. We're going to break down what Washington, Washington football likes to do. So that's the next episode. It's going to be a preview of the Arizona versus Washington game uh, for next weekend. I love you guys. Y'all be safe. Hey, please be sure to share this podcast with every Washington football fan possible. Um, I thank you guys for all the downloads, all the listens, all the shares. Please be sure to follow me on YouTube, on Talking Sports with Manny. All of the um, pod stuff go into that uh, YouTube, especially when I go live or when I do visuals. Be sure to follow that YouTube. Uh, be sure to subscribe, like, rate on Apple. Uh, be sure to follow on any platform. Like I said, once again, I appreciate you guys. It's love. Um, HTTR, Victory Monday. I'm excited. Let's get it.